The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. Welcome, everybody, yet again to the annual holiday tradition here on the Wasting Your Time podcast. It is time for the seventh annual, yes, seventh annual airing of grievances. It's going to be a little scaled down show this year. Not as many guests, just a few regulars. Uh, We're going to air our grievances. Uh, But first, at the top of the show, as always, the Wasting Your Time podcast can be found on anywhere you can find your podcasts. So just please rate, subscribe, just wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Wasting Your Time with John Wilson. That is where you can find us. It's our last uh, regular show of the year, and we wrap it up in style as usual with our uh, Festivus tradition. Uh, it's the 23rd of December. That means it's Festivus, and it's time once again for the airing of grievances. Uh, we've pented up our rage and frustration and grievances against the world or specific individuals or whatever we want so i thought uh, why not better to kick us off than regular of the show haven't talked to this person since our road trip to edmonton last month at the last minute of course uh rob janowski rob how have you been since uh i've been doing well this year has been pretty good grievances are minimal but they exist as always so Ready to get some stuff off my chest. So things are good since uh, since we came back from Edmonton. I mean, other than the fact that we had to be in Edmonton, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, things are things are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we went, we watched some soccer. It was good, um, and hopefully that can continue for the Canadian men's national team. Yeah, and women's national team. Just Canadian soccer in general is doing pretty good right now. It's uh, been a hell of a year. Probably the best year on record. Right. And the Canadian Premier League's kind of exciting, so... This is not a soccer show, but I've been an early supporter of the Premier League, because why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Like, the, like, you're not expecting English Premier League, but it's it's a good pipeline no, no, for... No, no, no. Like, if you get, like, League One, like, English League One level talent in there, yeah, you're, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. So you know the you know the usual show, Rob. Uh, we're kicking off the airing of grievances with you this year. Uh, what's been in? Uh, okay. we'll get let's get this off your chest. What's on your mind this year for grievances? All right. So this year uh, we're still in a pandemic. So I'm I'm just gonna m- make it clear that this is about people in the pandemic, and specifically two types of people. The people who continuously and from the beginning, we've all been annoyed with the people who don't believe it's real and that it's all a big conspiracy. We've already aired grievances on that. Now there's a new type of person that's almost as obnoxious, and it's the person who is just so enthralled by the idea of the pandemic. They've become agoraphobes, essentially. They never leave their houses. They always have something to complain about. There's always, as soon as uh, there's an uptick around them, they completely shut down and and they fuel the fire of that previous group. So these two groups exist, and they're obviously the minorities of people, uh, of the general population, that exist solely to piss each other off. And they're the loudest people in the room about the pandemic at this point. And I'm just sick of both sides of it being completely insane and not at all rational about it. I've had somebody say to me that the only reason they think people are getting vaccinated is so that they can continue living their lives. I, I think that's why we're all getting vaccinated, John. Is that not- I thought that was the entire point of the entire thing. <laughs> so that we can kind of get back to some sort of normalcy in life itself and, and whatever. I mean, and I'm like, and this is a person that is vaccinated and, and totally afraid to leave their house. And it's just mind boggling to me that people like this exist. 
almost as mu- more mind-boggling than the people that don't believe that it's a real thing and all that stuff, who are complete shit heels in their own right. So that's really my main grievance, is that these two types of people exist. Sorry, I'm, I'm still hung up with that comments like the only like it's like yeah we went to Edmonton and sat with 50,000 other people that were all vaccinated yeah yeah (laughs) that's what people do we get vaccinated so that we can go see soccer games so that we can travel so that we can uh, and anyway I'm still obviously because you just heard it for the first time I'm still, I, I've been hearing, I heard this a few weeks ago, and I'm still, like, seething through it. Like, that uh, that a thought process like this exists. Why did that person get vaccinated, John? Why did that person get vaccinated? Like, there's people who actually, uh, I didn't think it was real, because it was mostly people shouting from one side that don't believe that it's real, that people just want to stay in their houses all the time. And I'm like, nobody wants to stay in their house all the time. I'm a person who hates leaving their house, and even I don't want to spend all my time in my house. So, but those people exist. <laughs> this is going to be with me for weeks on end now. <laughs> it's been with me for weeks on end, John. So, And I'm hoping that anyone listening to this is going to have it stuck in their brain. Because that's a grievance now <laughs> that I've had this space being taken up in my brain by people like this. I don't get that at all. That's what the, that's, that's the thing. Ah, anyway, that's my main grievance. Other than that, I don't know. Eugene Melnick still sucks. Uh, <laughs> he still owns the Senators, and they still suck because of him, because he's a cheap-ass tightwad. So that's my other grievance. Uh, like, I don't enjoy watching hockey anymore because of Eugene Melnick. Uh, so that's grievance number two. And uh, number three, I guess, is fucking mice that don't want to be going to humane mice catchers. And then I have to end up, you know, using the less humane ones. And that sucks because I don't want to kill mice. But here here we are. Mice come in my house. I got to take care of them one way or the other, you know. So that's my three. Going back to the ownership thing. Let's see. It seems to be a grievance with a lot of fans in a lot of leagues in a lot of cities. A lot of teams. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I was having, because baseball's uh, technically locked out now, but still lots of oh time. Oh, my before. God. Let's not even, I, I, I mean, until we start losing games, it's not going to be a grievance for me. But no. I, literally the day before, a guy signed a five-year deal for $160 million. Mm-hmm. And the owners are like, and now we're going to lock him out. Like, there's a major disconnect between billionaires and these millionaires. And the fans. And baseball is just the absolute worst at it. They are horrible at perception and perspective. <laughs> my, my favorite was the uh, the commissioner coming out and saying that a minimum salary floor would ruin the small market teams. Like, no, that would force the small market owners that are worth billions of dollars to actually spend a small amount of money, just uh, not just sit around and wait for the Yankees' uh, penalty payment every year. Yeah. Yeah, or the Dodgers nowadays. Well, they're, uh, they're... the Dodgers are the major payer now. Yeah, but, but like the Cubs just spent seventy million on Marcus Stroman for like three years. Like I like Marcus Stroman, and I'm a Cubs fan. But like Marcus Stroman probably isn't worth that kind of money. Like, yes, I get it. You've got a short window, and Major League Baseball's whole. John, you've just created a whole new grievance for me. Major League Baseball's whole policy on, like, you can't even hit free agency at the earliest until you're 29 is absolutely ridiculous. So, like, what are you going to do? you got to change something, like, because these players in their 30s signing for hundreds of millions for 10 years who are never going to see the end of the contract, that's what's really ruining the, the finances of these teams. It's not, you know a salary floor or whatever. It's this long wait to free agency. And then you still have to pay guys because you have a lot of money. The grievances with baseball are are long and the winding road of grievances. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean... Baseball baseball without grievances is not baseball. Let's be honest. But I'd rather have grievances about the games than some stupid lockout. Also, the 94 lockout killed the Montreal Expos, so that's also a thing. So you don't really care about small market owners. You just care about, you know, 
money and that sort of thing on both sides. So who cares? Who cares? It, there will be baseball, John. Don't even worry. About it. I, I'm not so, worried about it. I just uh, just found some of those uh, comments that uh, it's like, seriously? Like when the Pittsburgh Pirates have a 28 million. People are getting vaccinated so that they can live their lives. Nah. Who would do that? We haven't. We've just started the show. I think that might be the hands down the grievance of the year. Well, I'm glad I could come in with a hot take. That's gonna. Uh, that's just gonna sit with people for because it's like, like yeah, the, the, I, they have to do the mental gymnastics of trying to unpack that statement. I hope when you look at the analytics, is that after I said that, everyone pauses. And, like, comes back to it, like, 15, 20 minutes later and really thinks about what I had to, what kind of discussion I had to have with a person uh, in my life because of that. That must have been an interesting day for you. I mean, uh, the rest of the day was just me trying to wrap my head around that, John. I'll be perfectly honest. But uh, that's it for my grievances. It's it's not as wild as it has been in past years. It's not been as succinct. But, uh, you know, it's been a good year. John, I'm always happy to be part of the podcast. Uh, And let's go Canada 2022 World Cup. Let's get this this job done. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do it. And then (laughs) let's go to Qatar, John, and let's air grievances about Qatar. That's a whole can of worms. Uh, Especially, apparently, they hired ex-CIA people to dig up dirt on some of the FIFA members. Jesus Christ. We got to do a whole episode. John, let's do a whole episode about Qatar 2022. Oh, we will. The the whole situation of how we got to a World Cup in the winter because it's too hot to play games in the summer. Let's get into that at some point next year. We will. We'll we'll definitely. uh, Any final thoughts on the year? Just... uh... Uh, No, just uh, happy holidays to your listeners. Happy New Year. And... I'm looking forward to whatever 2022 brings us. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, John. Well, there's a Christmas tree in the secret ninja room. It's all decked out with boughs of jolly holly. Lights are strung among the blades and throwing stars. Stacks of greeting cards have been filled out for the party. The Ice King is baking a fruit cake. Welcome back as this festive holiday train rolls on. Uh, we'll continue on with the airing of grievances. Our next guest, of course, is the official female voice of the Wasting Your Time podcast and also member of the Brendan Fraser fan club on the podcast as well. Uh, Allie Stewart. Allie, how are you? I'm okay. Uh, it is uh, Friday when we're recording this, yeah. so I'm looking at a, a weekend coming up, and I've had a whole week off, so I'm all right. I'm so all right. You're well relaxed and rested, I guess. Yeah, definitely a lot of sleeping has been going on. It's like, how have you been? We only talked, like, not too long ago, so it's not... It's all right. <laughs> it's not like a, any... Like, it's not like nothing else is kind of new. We celebrated Brendan Fraser's birthday. That's pretty much what we did, so. Before we do grievances, just one quick thing. Um, ever since we did that, my, like, TikTok algorithm has somehow queued on to, like, sending these videos or recommending these videos where, like, Brendan Fraser shows up unexpectedly in a film and the person watching that is, like, <gasps> like, on the couch, just so interested. And I'm like, is this happening because, like, my phone is listening to me or did... Oh, the phone's... Just give off that vibe. No, the phone listens. The phone definitely listens. Well, thank you to the NSA agent <laughs> in my phone that uh, recommended those for me. My my algorithm is mostly videos of dogs and uh, and food videos. Me trying to find creative new recipes and stuff to try, so... I mean, that's, that's quality. Check out uh, Aaron and Claire on YouTube. You might dig some of the Korean food they're making. Cool, cool. No need to explain the rules of Festivus. This is our seventh edition of this. Uh, so you know the spiel. Uh, the floor is yours. Whatever you want to uh, air your grievances. All right. So I have two main grievances this year. One is like a serious grievance and one is like a less serious grievance. Which would you like for me to start with? Whatever one you want to go with. Okay, so my serious grievance is um, with the city of Calgary. So earlier this year, 
my mother-in-law took a bad fall because the city of Calgary had marked a curb for repair, was well aware of the fact that this curb was a problem, but did not repair it. And she fell and she broke her arm. And that was just a really horrible experience to begin with, but they didn't set it properly at the hospital. I know that the Sometimes that happens, but this is all because she tripped on a curb that was supposed to be repaired and was not. Uh, so she went through all these like horrible experiences and like a lot of pain because uh, I don't know, maybe they ran out of budget or they just didn't have it scheduled. Like I, I really, I really don't know what's up, but I'm pretty pissed about that, honestly. <laughs> like it totally negatively impacted her life because you use your arm for everything and you know people are already isolated enough that not being able to go for walks because you're afraid you're gonna fall over the same curb or not being able to go out on drives because you only have one arm like it was hard it was hard for to see and to know that it was easily avoidable because if they could have just fix the curb like they were supposed to it wouldn't have happened it's, so that's my like serious one uh just kind of like it i it kind of noticed that it seemed like their construction stuff was super delayed this year mm-hmm. so i uh, that like, makes sense i no, mean I, everything is behind i mean like like our roads are like in certain areas our roads are terrible so it's 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 not just the sidewalks it's also the roads and uh other things that the city just kind of needs to speed up the process on a little bit yeah yeah so that's my like serious grievance my non-serious grievance is that i am so fucking tired of revivals of tv shows that i may get hate for it but definitely just didn't even seem interesting enough to get a long run like they did i'm tired and every time like today i was flipping through and I saw that they had announced a revival of another TV series from, like, HBO. And I'm like, "There, what are you saying? There are literally no new ideas. Like, you have to go back and mind nostalgia, but not in a good way. Like, a fun ghostbustery way. You have to go back and just throw more sex in the city into the world. Why? Think of something else. Anything else. I started watching a show today called Why Women Kill that is super entertaining and refreshing and different and apparently season one and season two are both super super different and i'm like that's those are original ideas like can we have more of these please like i don't want to hear about like this revival that revival of shows that ended and like some of them ended quite firmly some of them like sex in the city ended and had like what two movies Mm -hmm. and now they're doing like a follow-up like why why who gives a shit that's my grievance. Like, find some new shit to... Some new stories to tell. Don't just go back to things that are already tired. Try to put lipstick on the proverbial pig of boredom. So, I, I can't put you down as in the camp of excited for the Night Court revival on Peacock down the States? <sighs> also, streaming services still mad about that. Never not gonna be mad about that. Watched a trailer for Halo last night. Want to watch the show? Not at all interested in getting Paramount Plus. Pretty fucking chapped about it, honestly. I forgot about the Halo TV series. I've been waiting for such a long time to see this trailer because, like, I follow the lead actor on Instagram, so I've watched his entire journey to become the Master Chief. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'm ready. I'm so ready. And then it's like, coming to Paramount Plus or whatever it's called. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I already have too many streaming services i don't want to get more what the fuck oh uh, yeah it seems like they uh, the grievance from last year was like there was too many but this year they doubled down even more would you like another use of streaming service that only has one show that you might want to watch but yet you have to pay for an entire year of streaming service just to watch one show well have i got news for you that's how i feel i, I kind of appreciate crave up here because they take a bunch of streaming service stuff and just lump it into one thing. And they also give you Letterkenny. Yeah, that's their own stuff. They give you the HBO Max stuff. They give you the Showtime stuff. They give you the, the I think the Stars stuff. They give you. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's shitty and it's frustrating. And 
along with clogging their services like HBO, like let's talk about the fact that they're reviving Six Feet Under and they've revived Sex in the City and I don't know what else is going to get revived on HBO, but I'm sure that it's going to be like, remember those characters that you used to love? Well, we're going to pull them out and trot them in front of you and hope that you'll give us viewership. And I'm like, maybe make something that is engaging and captivating and new. I don't know. Just a wild thought. I mean, that being said, like, the thing that I've enjoyed most since I found it was the new Nancy Drew TV series, and Nancy Drew has been around for 90 years, so I guess half a dozen of one and six of the other, but I was just, like, rolling my eyes, and I can't do it anymore, and I'm like, it's already hard enough to decide what I want to watch on what streaming service, like, why are you clogging it up with stuff that just doesn't need to be there? Like, I have, uh, I've never seen Sex and the City, so I'm not going to probably watch I watched it at a very particular time in my life, and maybe I'm not the target demographic of it, but I was like, this show got several seasons and movies, and, like, at this point, just beating a dead horse, I feel like. Or, like I said, putting lipstick on a proverbial pig and hoping that people don't notice that it's not as groundbreaking or engaging or refreshing or bold as it was originally. And that being said, like, I admire the fact that they're telling stories about older women because you don't really see that a lot on TV. But it's just these specific older women characters that I don't care about anymore. <laughs> I'm not even excited for the Dexter revival, and I love that show. Like, I watch the show all the time. I thought it was a really interesting show. I mean, the last couple seasons were not my cup of tea. But when I first started watching it, it was very interesting. And when I heard, like, how it ended, I was like, okay, well, that's, that's an ending. That's over. And now they're like, we're reviving it. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't even care. Sorry. <laughs> Is that it for grievances? Yeah, I'm all aired out. All right. So any final thoughts on the year that was? Good or bad? I'm tired. Of... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm tired. Everybody's tired, I'm sure. But my main thing is, like, I'm tired. I just, I would like to feel cool to go to the movies again. That would be great or even to feel so compelled by something that I've seen like a trailer to want to brave going to the movies if they're open and it's allowed that's what I would like to feel in 2022 hopefully because 2021 has just been fucking exhausting fucking exhausting yeah there's even a song there's even a song a band called a tiger made of lightning put out a song called Exhausted that basically begins with I'm fucking exhausted. And I'm like, I feel it. I feel it in my heart. And that's it. Care to wish that's any for me. Any holiday wishes to anybody or anything? Whatever you celebrate, I hope that it's joyful and a positive experience and that it is uplifting at the end of this very difficult year. Official female voice of the Waste Your Time podcast, Allie Stewart. Allie, thanks. Uh, it's been a good thanks. year of podcasting. Oh, that was one of my highlights. I, I don't know if we're going to do a greatest hits reel, but that would be on it for sure. Oh, yeah. We we covered a lot. Jurassic Park, you wanted to talk Romeo and Juliet, so we did a whole episode about that. I'm pretty sure our Knives Out thing was this year. I've lost track. I don't know, but Knives Out too soon, hopefully. Sometime in 2022. Fingers crossed. We're waiting. We're waiting. Well, you have a good holiday season, and thank you very much for providing this opportunity to air my grievances, and then also providing so many opportunities for me to just tangent on about ridiculous, ridiculous things. <laughs> Not a problem. Oh, Festivus, oh, Festivus, a holiday for the rest of us. Don't kill a tree or decorate, put up a pole, high strength to wait. Disappointments, don't be scared, be sure to get your grievance aired. Oh, Festivus, oh, Festivus, a holiday for the rest of us. And welcome back. Of course, let's uh, wrap this seventh annual airing of grievances up as we usually do with the one and only 
Roberto, Bobby, Duke, Bobby, how have you been? It's been a while since we've sat down and talked. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a very busy couple weeks, a couple months. Fuck, I've lost track of days. They've been just melding into weeks, and just like it's it's been it's been bonkers. It's really, really weird <laughs> the past couple of months. Nah, you, if you've been busy, you've been busy. Not not gonna complain here. So yeah, shit. Uh, <laughs> So, 7th Annual, uh, no need to explain the rules. We've been over this several times, so... Seven times, Seven to be ti- exact. <laughs> you, know the, you know the gist. Uh, floor is yours when you're ready. And it's great that it's been seven years because the older I get, the more of a curmudgeon I become. So these become a little bit more heated as the time goes by. And uh, this year is no exception. Um, I've been pretty pissed off about a lot of different things. I mean, like... Twitter beefs, technology, regular people doing stupid shit. It's just like, you can't stop it. It's just, it's constantly out there. There's a couple things I just want to just laser focus on a little bit. Uh, the one thing is, is regarding Twitter. And uh, I'm part of a few communities. The wrestling Twitter community, the comics community, and other so forth and so ons. But uh, the one big one that's actually very, very recent is the talking of the Kickstarter joining up and using a form of blockchain and how that is just pissing people off like no, nothing I've seen in a long time. It's just like people are just going and this is wrong. They're not going to do Kickstarter anymore. They're not even going to go with it. They're just going to. Find some other way to get their comic books funded, and and, that, and that's it. So as I go and like I'm very technologically blind and don't really know a whole hell of a lot about stuff. So I just did a little bit of my own research, and when we go to my own research, that's going to be a, a touchy subject as well. But uh, I just read up on blockchains, and it's really it's just another form of technology that you know helps safeguard uh, your identity and, and keeping track of everything. So I was like, okay, this is kind of a good thing. So why are people pissed off? Well, I think it's just because it has this negative connotation because it's connected to stuff like Bitcoin and NFTs. And like, I'll get into that stuff a little bit later. But I'm just like, okay, that's, that's fine and dandy. If you don't like those kinds of things, you don't have to essentially go and use those things. But blockchain doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to be going worse or it's going to be doing something harmful. Like, again, granted, shit, the Bitcoin and all that kind of stuff, because it uses so much energy and blockchains and all that kind of stuff, it does a lot of uh, environmental damage. We also got to realize blockchain is at the, the Atari section right now. So there's still... You know, there's still going to be time for the technology to get better and it'll be a lot easier and a lot more streamlined in order for it to not be so environmentally unfriendly. So, I mean, you know, calm your tits, people. Like, just chill the fuck out. Like, this is not a big deal. And if people are going to be using Bitcoin to be having your stuff get funded, then okay, fine. I mean, I don't know how that's going to you know, take Bitcoin to make it actual usable money in order to give to a printer in order to print your comic books. That's a whole other conversation that I have. No idea how that's going to work, but I mean, you know, do your guys' research. Do some actual reading. Stop reading just the headlines and, you know, coming up with a crazy conclusion after that. Because, I mean, because honestly, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, if you want to boycott anything that uses blockchains and, you know, get off Twitter, don't use Amazon cancel your disney plus because all those things all those companies all the big companies use a form of blockchain and if you're so invested in like the energy you know usage of all these things like you're using energy to send emails and to send that tweet so i mean you're still part of the problem it's just you everybody's just so obsessed with this one little thing that's causing all this damage because it's the loudest loudest proponent to this whole conversation so it's like, okay, guys, you know, calm your tits, figure it out, and you know, stop giving people shit because, you know, there's some people who use Kickstarter, especially for their comic books, to get it actually their comic books out there. It's becoming harder and harder for people's voices to be heard, and they have their 
artwork and their stuff out to be to be able to get seen. And now people are going to get shamed as they're using Kickstarter because you have an issue with how that company chooses to run it. To be honest, I don't see that being such a huge issue right now because, you know, it's so new and there's so much things that still have to get figured out. So, guys, like, relax. Like, it's... Until we see the guy who owns blockchains literally clubbing pandas with, you know, a dolphin fin, relax. Chill the fuck out. That's one thing that's been pissing me off. The other one is, like, I'm... About NFTs. I don't fucking get what it is. I have NFTs as well on my grievances. Oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> this is a rare time we can combine our thoughts together. Fucking A. Let's do this. So, I mean, like, I've, I've had a conversation with people saying, oh, you should get into the NFT market and start. And they start, you know, giving me all these facts and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can make bank. And I was like, yeah, that's fine and dandy that you could, you, you know, somebody can make bank. I'm not really all that um, confident that I will be the one that makes that kind of bank. Because if you really look at the people who are out there, especially in the art community, these are people who already have a giant fan base that are already selling like traditional art at like thousands of dollars a piece. And they're now they're just putting it in digitally just for the people who have the money in order to spend it through Bitcoin. So they have something else that's more, you know, to their favor. So for someone like me to put out an NFT is is really not going to do a whole whole lot. And to be honest, I don't see the appeal. Just a JPEG <laughs> of, of our work to be out there. It'd be fantastic if I made thousands of dollars off of just one piece. But I'm realistic enough to know that that's not going to happen. So I'm not going to bother trying to get into that market when I, first of all, I don't understand it all that much. And basically that now it's oversaturated with just anybody who th- who has a tablet and an art program just to come up with the most random bullshit to put on the internet to try and make, a bu- make it an easy buck. If you're into it, cool. But this is really just something for the super rich to spend their mo- their imaginary money on. And it's not for me. As like, I don't think Bitcoin is going to be able to get me to, to buy the next Sideshow statue or my comic file. So it really is not going to do anything for me. So <laughs> I'll pass on the NFTs. Thank you very much. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the point of it is. It seems like the term NFT nowadays is very vague because everybody seems to be doing it. Hell, yesterday I saw the Flames. The Calgary Flames are doing NFTs now. Yeah, and that's and that was the one thing is it feel I felt like when you know in the spring early summer when people were really buying into this hype, it felt like it was the new thing in town, and then all of a sudden when the big corporations and the businesses were getting in on it, yeah. it lost its cool factor. Yeah, it's 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 Just like everything else when so when the big corps you know jump in on this fad, it it dies a slow painful death. It's it's a uh... It's the it's the new uh, version of Pogs now, I guess. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, uh, what, like I don't get like because what they offer for NFTs, like like some places, like corporations. Let, let's use uh, let's use WWE's example because they went head first yeah. in the NFT and they they hit face first uh, with not when it didn't. Uh, uh, let's look at the John Cena one from uh, from. Uh, SummerSlam. There was like a thousand of them available, and you also get like merch with it, like actual physical merch to go along yeah. with these like NFT things. And it was like a massive flop. I I, I forgot what they were. I Cena. At, like, I remember there was like an animated GIF, but it was with uh, the Undertaker, and it had like some sort of signature on it. And it was it literally was just a GIF, but it was like a thousand dollars, and there was like ten of them. Why would anybody want this? Like, I'd rather ju- I'd rather spend the money to go and get a photo of the Undertaker. Like I'd rather spend that money to get a cameo from the Undertaker, let alone just this fucking this JPEG with an <laughs> animated background put on my phone. Like big fucking deal. <laughs> anybody with uh, any kind of a, if, anybody with Procreate on their iPad can make th- that damn thing. How is that any different? Or how is that anything unique I don't for you know. to own? 
I don't get it. Because, like, the no, C- I, the the Cena ones, you got, like, a shirt with it and, like, a wristband and stuff. And I guess they made, like, a thousand of these. And they put them up for a thousand bucks each. So, basically, you're paying a thousand bucks for a t-shirt. I think they only sold, like, 20 of them. It was, like, a huge oh, flop. Yeah, like, it's it's... Ridiculous! Why? And now the flames are involved. Like I know the Golden Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights did it early on, like early on with the NFT thing. But I don't know what I don't know what it was involved in. But they also like I guess they drew for prizes as well. You got like a game worn helmet or something. I can't remember. I don't like because it's so vague of what you get. Like what am I paying for exactly? Am yeah. I paying for a video clip? Am I paying for a GIF? Am I paying for just a JPEG? Like what am I paying for? Am I paying for an email the attachment? <laughs> Yeah, and the majority of it is, it is just a JPEG. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be really fancy, get a TIFF file where it doesn't, you know, it doesn't lose its resolution. Now nah, let's go, let's go cheaply resolution as possible. Let's make it a bitmap file. Good God, like why? Like, I don't, if you're into it, if you want to, that's how you choose to spend your money, all power to you. <laughs> it's your don't money. coming to me. Exactly. But I mean, if some, you know. If just between you and me and our listening audience, if some big corporation says, I like the cut of your jibs, kid, let's make some NFTs together. Here's a hey, hey. whole load of money. We're not above selling out. We've established, no. we've established this uh, <laughs> a long time ago. We're, we're totally willing to sell out. <laughs> we, we will be the biggest corporate shills at the drop of a hat. Completely fine with that. So, yeah, NFT was on my list as well, so... <laughs> I think that's just a symptom of us just aging. Like, I don't oh, yeah. understand the youth of today. I don't get them. I mean, yeah, especially for the money that it's, like, what? just because you own it? Like, I, some of I, them I, are going for millions of dollars. Yeah, which blows my mind. Whereas, oh. like, if I saw this thing... I, 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 one, of my, one of the guys that showed me all this stuff is like, I can really, literally just this up on my phone... Expand it and then take a photo cap and then I own it. The same resolution. <laughs> like I don't need a blockchain thing to say that I own this thing. It's like yeah, I, I have the exact same thing on my phone. <laughs> like, it's I I say I don't get it. If someone wants to explain to me, keep it to yourself because I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's nothing that I want to be involved with, and it's just it just does not do anything for me. Unless they pay you the right money, then then it's all for you. And then I'm. I will. I'll wear the the t-shirts. I will drink the the NFT Kool Aid. All about that that corporate money, yo. Uh, any other uh, grievances on your end? I got one more. Okay. And this one is another one about comic books. Uh, this is more personal for me because I like I said I am the unique beast because I am a reader. I am a creator. And I am a retailer. The biggest thing that I've seen over the past couple of years is that manga and anime are kicking the shit out of Western comics. And Western comics, the Marvels, the DCs, the Image, the IDWs, are doing jack shit to rectify that. You have the most powerful IPs on the planet. Batman, Spider-Man, the X-Men, Iron Man, and... The books that are kicking their ass is fucking Dogman. Like, I don't know if you, if anyone's read this, but I'm sure if you reader or listeners out there who have kids, I'm sure you guys know about Dogman. It is a crudely drawn children's comic that outsells anything that Marvel and DC produce a month combined. Like, that's insane. Granted, Scholastic is the one that publishes it, and Scholastic has this fucking reach with children's books like around the US so I mean like it's untouchable John you you and I grew up in the same generation we remember when Scholastic came to the library at our elementary schools and we went fucking nuts about it yeah book day book day exactly we went crazy for book day because it was awesome and that was run by Scholastic so what confuses me is just that Marvel and DC are owned by giant corporations between Warner Brothers AT&T Disney and they and they have distribution chains and they sell merchandising. They have their own fucking parks that are visited by millions of people a year. And I, the last time I went to Disneyland, like 
I could, and this was when Marvel and DC and Disney were together. Did I find comic books at Disneyland? Fuck no. I still had to walk a couple miles to go to the nearest comic book store, Mile High Comic Books, when it was there to find comic books. The Marvel and, D- and Disney characters. Like, that's, it blows my mind. And the fact that you can't go to Walmart, it's like, we don't have Target in Canada, so I'm just going to use Walmart, that we have, when you go to Walmart, there's copies of Dogman, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man. And I, like, I've seen some One Punch Man shit, and like, that is being sold at Walmart? Like, holy fuck. There's this chicken bondage clothes that, it's like a half spider thing? I don't even know what it is, but it, it looks like, it looks like some freaky EDSM kind of nightmare shit. And like it, it's a readily available for anybody to grab. So, and I mean, like the hardest thing that Marvel puts out is maybe Black Cat has her her top unzipped a little bit just to show a little bit more cleavage, and and nobody is available to buy that. Like, granted, I'm a comic book store employee, so I want people to come to the comic book store. But even I know, in order for those people to come to the comic book stores, we need to put the comic books out in the open for people, make it readily available i don't like shopping at chapters indigo because i usually don't have the stuff that i want and i'd rather spend it at the comic book store when i have my employee discounts to be honest i mean i know that's a lot of people's introductory into comic books is through the graphic novel section at chapters but when you go and you can check at barnes and noble and all that kind of stuff the and the manga is is adding shelves and shelves and shelves it's there's more manga than there is regular comic book stuff and like that that's just obvious to any publisher of the big two to figure out that there's something that needs to be changed and so much that can be done and it's super simple i mean the fact that kevin feige who runs the mcu in the movie business i think he is running the comic book division as well i mean i don't know if they want to be spending money but i mean just a, a small amount of money just to kind of hire the right people in order to get these books into the right hands to grow your audience even more and to make money because i mean that's what a the one thing that a business does is to make money and you're giving it to people who are so used to doing it the old-fashioned way because it's you know it's the easiest and the laziest way to go because let's just do it how you know stan and jack did it back in the 60s and the 70s and how jim shooter did it in the 80s let's keep it going it's like no you have to adapt to the marketplace that's just business 101 <laughs> i i mean like you know john you and i like how how we talk about wrestling all the time like how easy is it to book wrestling but yet here we are you know slumming it in the podcast arena and we're not booking wwe when we have so many better ideas but it's you know schmucks that are still doing it the way that it used to be when it was successful 20 years ago thinking that it's gonna work now (laughs) and there's another company that's doing it shit tons better than them and they wonder why you know things aren't going well i don't get it i don't understand why is it so hard to take your take a look in the mirror and see and just be like okay i know what's going we have an issue let's figure out how to solve it and let's make some money or get somebody who knows what to do, hire them, throw some money at them to make that happen. And then you guys can make money and be a better success. Like me, right? Like, holy <laughs> shit. What a concept. <laughs> oh, like it's, it's fucking unreal. Like, do we have to wait for like the Gen X people to die in order to get some change going on? That's what it fucking feels like. Huh. We were hoping that the, the the boomer generation would be dead soon, so that things can really change. But Gen X is not is just as bad. Let's face it. Yeah, some of the millennials are just as bad too. <laughs> we all suck. All suck. Like, God damn. <laughs> Makes me want to fucking just be on a farm and just unplug more and more every fucking day. That's uh, my that's my biggest grievance. <laughs> Those are the things that really have been making me mad. All right. This past year. There's there's a whole bunch of other ones, but I'm sure people have already covered it. Yeah. And it's it's you know, we're just yelling at a fucking brick wall. My biggest one was NFTs. I did not understand NFTs. That was the biggest thing on my mind this year. My other one uh, we'll we'll send it back into our wrestling comfort house. Uh, it's 2021. I do not give a shit about TV ratings anymore. 
Like, there's no point in comparing TV ratings nowadays. It's it, We're talking of a fraction of an audience from the heyday. There is no war for TV ratings or anything. And also, when you're comparing the two, you're comparing a show that airs on Mondays to a show that airs on Wednesdays. So there's not really... That's not really a comparison. <laughs> and especially for a generation where they, there's very little attention span. Like, I don't watch the shows. I watch the... Watch the YouTube clips yeah. to keep up to date. Like, if you really want to measure how your where your audience is going, measure that. Like, the Nielsen rating system doesn't make any sense for 2021 when you have streaming and uh, on-demand recording. Yeah, I don't know if that's what it's called, but it, you know what I mean. Like, is that DVR? Because I don't even know yeah. if DVR still exists. Well, I mean, PVR, DVR, whatever you want to call it. Exactly, whatever. Your re- your recording device. Yeah. However you record your live television in order to watch it at your time, those are the, those are the stats you should be looking at. Mm-hmm. I get, that should be able to give you a real idea of where your audience is is leaning towards. And one company does that more than the others. I mean, WWE always flouts their uh, their views on the things like YouTube and like, inst- like they 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 love flouting their social media stuff. Mm. So <laughs> I'm just. This I like. This is 2021. We're talking of literally about hundreds of thousands of viewers, not millions of viewers, like it was back in 1998. <laughs> so there's still, no... and that, yeah, because in 1998, the only way you could watch it was on TV. Exactly. There was no YouTube. Exactly. I'm sick of hearing about TV ratings. We're we're talking about pointages of percentages of a viewing audience, and people are. Oh, and then uh, so to go on to the vein of that one, because I'll join you on this one, because I'm I'm with you on this. But there's another one, like the the one that just happened was um, Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about that thing. Even I've heard about Cowboy Bebop. I've never watched it. I don't know much about it, but I know that it is a big deal. It's been on Netflix for about a week and a half, and they've already canceled it because they didn't get the viewership that they wanted. Well, like, but for me, I'm just like, isn't the whole reason to have streaming is to be able to watch what you want whenever you want this is not this is not the heyday of when you know a, a show would cut would live and die by those first you know by the premiere episode mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah we got a hit on our hands let's see if those that audience can keep track and plateau to a level where we are accepted it doesn't work like that anymore like i like i mean even for the show that i am so excited for i still wait a couple days before i watch it like i mean I watch Hawkeye on like Fridays and Saturday or Saturdays just because that's when I have the time to be able to sit and watch it. I don't watch it on Wednesdays. Low key, like holy shit, like I think I waited uh, like maybe a week between each episode. Oh, I, I waited until that whole thing was done, then I could just do it all at the same time at my yeah, own. That's pace. what I mean, right? Like, and there's and like my Netflix to, to watch list is huge. <laughs> like, I know I'm not gonna have time to be able to watch everything, but again. That's what I thought streaming was all about. I was like, oh, yeah, I can pick and choose what I want to watch when I want to watch it. But they're acting like this is network TV where, you know, they have advertisers they have to make happy. And if the viewership's not there, they lose that advertiser. Netflix doesn't have advertising. It's not my fault you guys are spending hand over fist for these properties to, to put them into production. You're not getting the the signings or the, the subscribers that you want. Or maybe don't put out so much shit or put out quality stuff and give it a chance, give these shows a chance to, to find an audience. So, like, stop giving, stop doing this whole archaic way to, to measure an audience. Uh, also... Sorry for taking it to a whole other route. No, 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 it, it, it applies. It applies. Yeah. I, like, uh, quickly back, we'll wrap this up on the wrestling thing. Let's quickly, a little side note, ratings don't matter to both of these companies. They get guaranteed money no matter what. WWE gets a billion dollars every year for TV. It doesn't matter how it performs. <laughs> that money's guaranteed. AEW gets like, what, $50 million a year? Guaranteed. Doesn't really matter how it performs. So, well, I think it, I think it matters to uh, the network. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking about the companies that are putting on these programs. It does not matter yeah, what they put out. They're getting their money no matter what. It's the network's problem. Net- yeah, but it's up to the networks in order to those negotiations so they're not going to be feeling like they're getting cheated out of their money anyway that, that's uh, we're, we're arguing over point pointages of percentages of 
of uh, pointlessness. Uh, it, it, we're, we're arguing over billion-dollar companies getting more billion-dollar. <laughs> yeah, we're exactly we're arguing. All right, that's uh, that, those are my two pointless grievances this year. It's NFTs well, I'm, and I'm, I'm excited to, to see what clips you use for Instagram on this one. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and uh, listen because there's probably some good stuff in there. Uh, well, I, uh, if you use any of mine, please use a beep, <laughs> use the bleep sensor because I think the amount of bleeps you use in one of mine, I think it would just be funny in on itself. All right, Bobby, before we go, uh, before we wrap up, uh, any thoughts on the year that was or any holiday uh, greetings or glad. wishes? Or... I'm glad it's done, we're, we're almost there. Fuck this year again, just like 2020. Fuck 2020, fuck 2021. Hope to God 2022, the semblance of normalcy and we'll get their head out of their ass. Fuck this shit. Just just be normal, people. Come on. I'm difficult. Well, if anything's proven in the last two years, that people cannot be normal. It's just apparently physically impossible for people just to act normal. Fucking, we have a chance to have three Spider-Mans in the world at the same time. Charlie Cox's Daredevil could be Daredevil again. This is a good, 2022 is going to be a good year. Come on, guys, be just be chill. Bobby, you know the you know the you know the spiel. Where can people find your good shit? Shit can be found at radpencils.com. It has links to my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channels. It also has a link to my Shopify shop, so you can actually get some merch. Finally, it is happening. You can get my uh, my contributions to the Ghostbusters and Stranger Things art books that you can get a. Sketch done inside. You also have my Bat-tober Batman pieces, the original copies. You can actually own some original artwork for your home. So again, radpencils.com is the place to go. And it has links to all my different venues to get stuff. Again, radpencils.com. So the Waste Your Dime podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Audible, basically wherever you can find podcasts. You can find Wasting Your Time with Jan Wilson. That's us. Uh, just search us up, leave us a review, give us five stars, do anything just to help us. It helps us at the end. That uh, that wraps up this year of podcasting, another year in the books. It's a good one. We got uh, had some good uh, highs of uh, Nostalgia Month and other stuff. Uh, kind of trailed off near the end of the year, but oh well. <laughs> it happens. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's, we, we did a lot last year. So, But that wraps us up for this year, and stay tuned for more episodes in 2022. Uh, so I, before we go, I'd like to thank Bobby Duke, Allie Stewart, Rob Janowski, all three of them joining me as always for the airing of Grievances. It was more of a low-key uh, edition this year. Uh, taking it back to basics. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Bobby, for joining me. Of course. And that wraps us up for 2021. Uh, and uh, we will see you in 2022. So for Bobby Duke and the rest of the crew, I am your host, John Wilson. This has been the Wasting Your Time podcast. Happy Festivus. Uh, we've aired our grievances. Now it's time for the feats of strength, Bobby. Fucking rumble. <laughs> All right. We will see you next year. <laughs>